love, struggles, friendships, feelings, and anything in between. Coping with Carissa gives you a little dose of everything. Whatever that is, however valid that is, the bottom line is you weren't that side of the coin that the person would have wanted to see once it drops on his or her palm. Hi! Yes, Coping with Carissa is back. I am back after a long break. It was just supposed to be um a two-week break because of my midterm examinations, but a lot of things happened after, which I think you know. We had Raleigh, Kinta, and of course, Typhoon Ulysses. I was so worried about my family in Kainta because um, they live there. And they were also... Uh, Rizal was, along, along with Marikina, of course, uh, were hit by um, by the disaster. And of course, we had to also, even if we had an academic break, which is supposed to be um, an, um, like a way for me to try to to think more about the content that I would want to produce in this show. Um, it wasn't used for for something that I wanted I just want to do. It was meant for a cause. Like uh, we were all um encouraged in, in the law school to help to to serve in our donation drive and to volunteer for our relief operations to help our brothers and sisters in Cagayan and Isabella. So um these are the things that um I believe you are very much aware of. We see it. We see everything on social media and I've been really busy about these things and um I'm not sorry for not being able to produce my content because um these things matter most of course when when calamities happen. So I I I'm happy that I was able to be of service towards other people. Even if I was not able to do something that I love, which is this one. So anyway, um, I believe that um, I have had enough time to prepare for whatever I'm supposed to do. And I have um, actually a surprise to announce. But I, I'm, I would just want to have this comeback first before I would be um, telling you what it is that I have also prepared for while I was on a break. And um, it's something that is very fulfilling, something that I can consider as a milestone, as an achievement. That's why it's going to be a, there's going to be a separate episode about that. So this is just my comeback. Like um, I, I'm back, I'm here, I'm alive. And I would just like to tell my friends in, in Quickie PH and um, in Cruising PH that mommies, I am back. <laughs> na, 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 ano ba to? Na ti- na kontra ko na ang sumpa <laughs> because they have this joke that if you become a guest in in cruising ph what happens is you would most likely um lose your podcast or you won't be releasing any more content so they were they were trying to to joke around um about this um like their 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 curse that if you are that if you happen to be um to be a guest in their show, you would most likely encounter, you know, problems with your show. And uh apparently the the people the the hosts that they have um had as their guests actually had their breaks in their own podcast, including me. It was it was actually funny that 
um i was also on a break but um of course i had the intention to come back it was just it was just that um it took a while before i got to to return to my show so anyway enough of the introduction and for the comeback speech <laughs> um let's um dive into our topic for this episode and we're going to have as usual we still have our segments i'm still going to talk about the 20 starter pack and we have the friendship we also have the love and its mysteries but for this episode we're going to have love and its mysteries and don't worry about the letters um on thursday of course we will still be having our minisodes which is the dear you love who with another surprise so you you i have prepared something of course for my listeners even if i have a few <laughs> even though i only have a few of course i'm still trying to develop whatever i can think about whatever i can um, share whatever i can create so that my listeners can always get something new from me so yeah all right so last time i had this um tweet i actually had a lot of who gots before like for my teaser for my comeback and I'm, it's a teaser about I'm talking about um, painful stuff and I'm really going to talk about this things that we are not always confronting you know um the 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 topics which I will be discussing in the following episodes will be about the things that we are not comfortable talking about for for whatever reason and um, probably because um some people just don't get to notice that these things or these feelings these circumstances do exist but um in, in, in the following episodes which I will be having, I would like to talk about them. And I would like to hear your thoughts about these um, topics. And we will be talking about Totga. Yes, I had a tweet. I asked, are you someone else's Totga? That was my question. And I had a lot of answers. Haven't you noticed that we always talk about... Um, our thotga, the one that got away, you know, how it feels to have loved someone who got away for, for, for some reason, how it feels to continue adoring someone from afar, even if we have already found someone new, how it f just feels awful to, to have let someone slip away when you know everything you want is with that person. Sobrang tragic, right? Like, it's something that you wouldn't want to imagine yourself in. But these are things we often hear everywhere. Songs have been written about Totga. Even films deliver themes about Totga. Movie stars share their Totgas. And we're all heartbroken. It's always about the person who has this low-key regret about not being with the person he or she wants. The person who seems to drag us with his or her wishful thinking the the what ifs the what could have beens but what we never really talk about is the person who is someone else's totga how do you think does it feel to be someone else's totga does it feel great or does it feel the opposite is there anything that should be felt these are questions that we haven't um probably heard um from the people who are considered to be someone else's or you know, somebody else's thotga. So here's what I think. But I would uh, like to emphasize that this is just how I think and how I feel. I would um, welcome um, your thoughts if you have a different opinion. And just like what I said, I tweeted about this and shared the same question on my IG story. And I am, <laughs> can I just say, overwhelmed about how people answered. Most of the answers I got can be 
summarized into thinking about feeling great for being someone else's totga. Like your usual hashtag sana all. So I had this interesting answer from a fellow podcaster, Quebs of a Monster Bait Room. Hello! Thank you for um the interesting take. I, I'm really happy that I got to be into this um, thread with Quebs of Monster Bait. And um, so here's what I got from our thread. While it's true that it must feel great to be someone else's totga, because according to Quebs, if you are, you are not the one thinking about the what-ifs or the what-could-have-beens. But at the same time, it is difficult to talk about being a totga because you don't want to feel like you are being super full of yourself, like you are already being conceited or being someone else's, you know, for, for being someone else's sana. And I absolutely agree with this. It's difficult to confront this feeling because you don't want to, you don't want to give this kind of um, impression that you are very proud. You know, like bahala ka jan, iniwanan mo ako, something like that, or bagay mo, di ba? <laughs> Maglaway ka, something like that. So you don't want to give that kind of impression. But at the same time, it, it can feel things. That's why we want to talk about. Um, this topic. And this is a great way to transition to our question, which is, where am I coming from? For me to talk about how it feels to be someone else's thought god, does it mean that I am one? <laughs> but before I answer that question, or those questions actually, let me first share a story I got from someone I look up to. I wouldn't name her, but um, if she gets to listen to this episode, she would know that this is about her. Um, this is a special person for me. I'm not going to give you any clue, <laughs> but um, she shared what um, she thinks about the question. And um, years have already passed, and she knows that the question, which is, uh, are you someone else's totga, is still difficult to answer. Um, she, she somewhat made me feel like she didn't know how to feel about it, whether what she is feeling is right. And, um, she's already in, in, she's already married with kids, but the idea of going through the pain and getting over the guy would still seem to have a wavering spotlight once it is told that the person who sees her as his totga has never gotten married. The initial reaction is always, oh, sad. He must have been really broken. Kawawa naman siya. Sana makahanap pa rin siya ng mapapangasawa niya. It's always something like that. Like, you always feel for the person who has um, been left out there alone without um, without having experience to settle down compared to this um, person I look up to. But are we just going to forget about the struggle of moving on from someone who didn't keep her in the first place? We're just going to forget about these things. So this is what I want to talk about in this episode. We always feel sorry for for the person who has this totga, but we never feel sorry about the totga, <laughs> that person, you know. And uh, going back to the question as to whether I am someone else's totga, the answer is yes. <laughs> and while I think that you would agree with me that someone else's totga wouldn't really know that he or she is one unless somebody tells him or her or if it's like that interview with Agamulak, <laughs> you know, um, all that finding out that his totga is actually Leia Salonga. I, I am probably a rare exception because uh, the person told me that I was indeed his totga. I got the chance to, to remain friends with an ex, not the recent ex, and um, he admitted that I, um, I am his um, totga. Even if he is already married now with kids. 
And if you think that I have something to brag about because I I am someone else's thought guy, you are totally mistaken because I'm going to tell you now why it actually sucks to be someone else's thought guy. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying this as if I am still bitter or I have a grudge. I've held, I'm still holding grudges against uh, my ex who admitted, not the recent one, um, who admitted that I am his thought guy. Even if he is married with kids, um, it's just that in general, this is how it feels to be one. Um, I'm, I have nothing against him. And the first one is, it wasn't just about letting go. It was letting you slip away. Can, can you just um, compare the difference between letting go and letting you slip away? To be someone else's thought guy means that there was something that the other person must have done but did not and just let you slip away. Letting you go and letting you slip away are two different things. For me, at least for me, and I, I'm not sure if you will have the same understanding at the end of um, this um, this sharing. <laughs> and um, th there's just a vast ocean between these two. If somebody lets you go, there has been a finality, like a closure, whether direct or indirect closure. Letting go of someone means that you no longer have any business in each other's lives. And... You just need to close that chapter and move on. But letting you slip away stings. It has a different effect on me, which I hope you are realizing by now as well. When someone lets you slip away, using the actual hand as an illustration, there was not enough grip to hold on to you. It feels like you were purposely and carelessly set aside. And being a thought guy feels like this. It's always painful when someone could have done something but didn't. Right? So, yeah, it stings. <laughs> and another thing is, everything else is pampalubag loob. <laughs> when, when a person calls you his or her totga and tells you that you were the right love at the wrong time or you were too good to be true, the truth is, there was not enough force to keep you. Period. <laughs> I think that it is pampalubag loob. So, it's just very close to the next. Whatever the reason is, you weren't worth fighting for. <laughs> I'm sorry if that is painful, but it is really. Whatever that is, however valid that is, the bottom line is, you weren't that side of the coin that the person would have wanted to see once it drops on his or her palm. Yes, so that's it for me. Totga for me is a person's regret in the guise of a seemingly flattering term. A regret that was not treated well. A regret that will probably never heal. And while it is sad for someone who is experiencing this, it's somewhat unfair to be the person to whom this is directed. To have that heavy baggage of taking someone else's regrets of not loving you enough, of not fighting for you as a badge. Imagine, <laughs> you're wearing that as a badge. <laughs> Thought gas deserve healing too and peace from what was not fulfilled by the other person. And to end this episode, of course, I would want you to share your thoughts about this. These are just um, some things that I think about this topic. And I'm not trying to impose these ideas that I have. But this is just a point of view, you know, a point of view of someone who 
who is actually called as a totga by someone. And while I don't have a totga, at least for now, I still haven't considered anyone as my totga, I, I feel like it's something that I should be happy about because at least I have no regrets about loving someone. It means that I, 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 I don't feel like I have not done enough or if I have not done enough, I know and I have accepted at that time that it wasn't something that was right for me. So it could be like that. And whatever your call is, whatever your opinion is, of course, I would not, I will never invalidate that. I, I would like to actually hear from you if you have other things to share. If you are a totga and you have a different take about this, let me know. Um, you can um, tweet, of course. You can reply to my IG stories or you can directly message me. I have my socials. It's um, Cope with Carissa on um, Facebook, Twitter, and I will, of course, be starting my Instagram because I've told, as I have told you, I have a surprise coming and this is just my comeback episode and I have another episode which will reveal whatever it is that I have in store for you. So thank you very much for, for still welcoming me into your um, life <laughs> and um, to allow me to give you a little dose of everything. This is Carissa and I am back and you'll be hearing from me every week. And um, as I have always said before, I have my regular um, episodes on Tuesdays and minisodes, which would be your, your Dear You Love Who every Thursday. So um, this is it. Thank you very much for being with me and I'll see you in the next. Bye! This has been another episode of Coping With Me. Please do share your comments, insights, suggestions, or reactions. Check me out on Twitter at CopeWithCarissa or send me an email at copingwithcarissa at gmail.com. Thank you and I'll be with you in the next.